0: So, hello. Uh, so for your scenario, you are the gastroenterology registrar on call. You're called to resus to see a 42 year old male patient who presented with uh, hematemesis to the emergency department. Bloods have been sent, but are not yet back. His heart rate is 109. His blood pressure is 95 of 42 millimeters of mercury. He's afebrile. And when you arrive, he's actively vomiting 300 milliliters of fresh blood. Talk to us about how you would proceed.
1: Sure. Uh, so the first thing you do is to uh, get history from the patient and um, you and rec- to recognize that this is indeed an upper GI bleed. And uh, you're going to ask the patients, what were the symptoms suggestive of the GI bleed? Did they have any hematemesis, any malina? Obviously, in this case, uh, he just had an isolated hematemesis. You want to find out how long this has been going on for, the duration of symptoms and um, if they are on any other antiplatelets or anticoagulants, which could have precipitated this GI bleed, or other drug use, such as uh, non-steroidals or prednisolone. And um, you would also want to know if the patient has got uh, any evidence of cirrhosis, as that could potentially mean this patient has got a very sealed bleed. Uh, there was no any mention of any risk factors in the stem question stem here. and. Um, yeah, and uh, you would also want to know the um, physiological function, uh, if they're fit enough for uh, an endoscopy. Uh, so essentially, I think history is just is trying to confirm that this is indeed in GI bleed and trying to find a cause for it.
0: Okay, and uh, when you go to examine the patient, can you just talk to me about a bit about what you'd be looking for?
1: Uh, so, in terms of examination, uh, when I'm approaching this patient, I'll be doing an A to E assessment. So, I'll be assessing the airway, making sure there's no obstruction in the airway, especially if they've got large volume hematemesis. Uh, making sure, in terms of breathing, there are no signs of aspiration, circulation, make sure they're not uh, uh, looking at the blood pressure and heart rate. Uh, I think the STEM question here, I did mention he was tachycardic and hypertensive. Uh, so you might be having a sort of a hypovolemic shock here from the GI bleed and uh, D-disability, assessing GCS, uh, if you've got any low GCS, either from the bleed itself, hypovolemia, or if you've got uh, any encephalopathy, if it's cirrhotic, and uh, making sure they've got good access and um, yeah, and looking for any signs of cirrhosis or your know, stigmata of chronic disease.
0: Okay, so you managed to get a bit of information about this gentleman. You can see that he was admitted to hospital last year with a variceal bleed and ended up being admitted to the intensive care unit. Uh, he is known to have cirrhosis secondary to alcohol and his family confirmed that he's still drinking alcohol on a daily basis. Um, with that in mind, what investigations do you want to do for this gentleman at this yeah. point? Sure. Uh, So in terms of blood tests, you're going to do sort of a range of blood
1: tests uh, on admission for this patient. Uh, So you're going to be checking their full blood count, looking at their hemoglobin and platelets, uh, seeing if there's any need for transfusion, and you're going to be looking at their white cell counts, uh, looking for any evidence of infection. Uh, You're going to be checking their coagulation screen, uh, their renal and liver biochemistry, um, you're also going to be checking the LFTs to see if there's any significantly worse or deranged compared to their baseline. Uh, you're going to do group and safe for this group of patients. uh, uh you do um VBG uh, as all patients in ED, uh, you can check the lactate and pH. And uh, you mentioned this patient has got extra access. excess. Uh, so you're going to check, We're also checking, uh, making sure that they are on time. SIVA scoring and start uh, and also do a whole range of uh septic strain, urine, chest x ray, and uh, in a baseline ECG.
0: Okay. And uh, and what would your management of this gentleman be?
1: Uh, so I think key thing here would be resuscitating the patient. So I'll be pushing in IV fluids uh to resuscitate the patient, especially, especially the patient's hypotensive and tachycardic. Um, his hemoglobin, I don't have his bloods back, but you would aim for hemoglobin of uh, 80 to 100. If platelet's low, you're going to be transfusing there as well. And if the PT is high, you want to correct the PT as well, uh, either vitamin K or FFP. And uh, you also mentioned that this patient had previously had an episode of variceal bleed. Uh, So you want to start some pharmacological therapy for the variceal bleed. Uh, so that can be, uh, that would be telepressin, uh, starting them on some broad spectrum antibiotics and, um, and uh, yeah, and then with the endoscopies on call, trying to organize uh, an urgent uh, endoscopy for this patient and, uh, uh, yeah, and consenting the patient for easily, Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you're, you mentioned consenting the patient, what would you consent him for? What would be the risk uh, of procedure?
1: Yeah, so risk of OGT would be uh, failure to control the bleed uh, uh, as well, and uh, further bleeding from the endotherapies. Uh, they could have perforation uh, and uh, subsequently a small risk of death as well from the procedure.
0: mm-hmm and so you've got a gentleman who you, you, you talked about shock earlier, and there's active GI bleeding going on, you think uh, you haven't got blood back at the moment. But is there anything else you'd like to do as an urgent as an urgent intervention to try and get more support or more blood products available? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, uh, if uh, you could activate a major hemorrhage protocol uh, to try to facilitate um, urgent blood deliveries, and you get the hematologists involved, uh, sort of to advise you if the patient has been on any anticoagulants. Uh, I don't think so; he's been on any anticoagulants. But yeah, you could activate a major hemorrhage protocol.
0: Okay, and uh, you. So if we move forward in the scenario now, so the patient is taken to endoscopy uh, and they have it done under general anaesthetic in theatres and you uh, go down and you can see that there are three columns of grade three varices with red signs, Um, although you can't see an active bleeding at the moment. What do you think the next uh, step in management and endoscopic therapy is likely to be?
1: Uh, I think this patient, uh, given that he had some rate spots on his varices, the grade 3 viruses, he would need bending of his basis. Um, So that should be done during the dex endoscopy uh, for the esophageal varices. And uh, yeah, I think that could be the only potential treatment here for him in terms of endoscopy.
0: Mm-hmm. and if at the time of uh, band ligation bleeding starts and there is they are unable to get control of the bleeding what what further interventions could you offer at that point
1: uh so you could either do repeat endoscopy uh, in the first instance or you could refer them to a more tertiary center for a tip service uh to sort of control the bracial bleed.
0: Okay. Is there anything that you could do at the time of endoscopy to, uh, stabilize them in an interim fashion?
1: Um, Oh, you could put a Sengstaken tube in, um, sort of to help control the bleeding, mm. uh, while trying to facilitate transfer discussion with a more tertiary center for a tips procedure to be done.
0: Okay. And you mentioned earlier for this variceal bleed that you're thinking about, uh, using terlipressin. how long would you continue the telepressin for?
1: Uh, normally three to five days, and then
0: uh, you would stop it and start them on
1: some form of beta blockers.
0: Okay, what kind of beta blocker would you use? Uh,
1: so would be a non-selective beta blockers. ideally covered low. I think previously used to use propanolobites. I think we moved on more towards covered low. Mm-hmm.
0: And would you think about uh, re-repeating uh, an endoscope, uh, endoscopy for this gentleman?
1: Uh, so ideally the patient should have repeat OGDs to check the variceal, uh, so the varices, the varices itself. So normally the endoscopist would normally document in terms of the plan for rescope and it should be enrolled to a variceal uh, ligation program.
0: Okay. If you'd gone down uh, with the endosco- endoscope and not seen any uh, varices, but there was a, what looked like a gastric Rx, would that how would that be managed endoscopically?
1: uh i think the management of gastric is slightly different than the esophageal viruses uh, i think the options are that you could do sort of a glue injections for the gastric viruses uh, to stop the bleeding and again if that fails then they should be referred for a tip service okay
0: all right uh thank you very much well done thank you